And we are live. We just made the big announcement on air, man. It's uh, super exciting. Yes. Art Span Show. Art and Span Show is going to the radio. Oh, I thought you were going to say we're going on the road. We're going on the road. Going on the road. We're going on the road. I can't imagine driving it in a truck long term with you. I'd have to fly you full of Xanax. Yeah, probably. But no, uh, I'd actually, I'd, have you seen Dexter? No. Okay, I would hit you with a tranquilizer. And every time you woke up, well, that's you'd be like, wow, I just that's got through sleeping. And I hit you with a nut. You'd be like, wow, I'm going back. And I'm like, good. Another edition good. of the Art and Span Show. Uh, and we're going to start getting back on track to uploading. We just uploaded a bunch of episodes, thanks to Span. And uh, I edit them. Span uploads them. We got a whole bunch there that you could check out. And now we're caught up to speed. And uh, just made the announcement yesterday. Uh, on air with Terry about the Art and Span show uh, on Sundays. So what we're going to be doing is every Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday morning. 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Yep. You're going to get uh, myself and Span uh, playing nothing but new music, which uh, I'm super excited about that because if it's one thing I love, it's new music. And uh, Yes, and if we're going to get up and do a show, the least you're sorry behind can do is get up and listen. Yeah, so make sure that uh, and not uh. only... Do you listen on uh, Q106FM.com, uh, but you could also listen through the powers of just regular FM radio. And I wanted to make the other announcement, too, that uh, we're available like on Spotify and uh, in the Apple Podcast Store yes. and all that stuff. So If you haven't heard, we have like 11 episodes up there already. Yeah. And we, well, originally, and uh, whenever Spotify adds the next six or so that I put up there, they'll be there. Yeah. So they're old episodes varying from various times over the production of this, just with our work schedules and responsibilities. It wasn't easy to get everything posted, but now everything's posted and everything you will get after that is just straight fresh from the source. But you know what? I'm pretty proud of ourselves. Like we we have two crazy schedules um, and we still made it happen of getting you know, multiple episodes done a week. And now yes. that we're kind of on a regular basis, it makes it a lot easier to get all those episodes done and uh, uploaded. And uh, we're going to debut the Sunday show this Sunday on Q106. And then uh, we're going to have Messer. We had them in, uh, what was it, last week? Had them in, uh, played a couple songs, yes. did a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, and yeah. So and we're going to have a lot of fun with that. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it being a lot of fun yes i uh, i mentioned to you that i'm trying to plan a trip in november to go hunting and i could have swore that you scowled at me and it made me feel even less of a person and i'll tell you why uh over the weekend i went to a music festival i'm not going to say what the music festival was but i went to said music festival and they had PETA there and listen uh i'm not trying to make this into a political podcast i'm not going to give you my beliefs on killing or not killing animals but what i will say is the last thing that i want to see when i go to a music festival is an organization trying to get me to change my mind about something you know what i i am actually all for PETA being there and here's why oh, here's why here we okay? go here's the deal okay we all know Michigan's a hunting state, okay? Okay. PETA, PETA does their research. Why did you say PETA? I don't know. PETA. I meant say, saying PETA. <laughs> PETA knows that this is a hunting state. Mm -hmm. Now, if they're going to put money in Michigan to try what is absolutely an impossible task, fine. Okay, so you probably paid like $500 for that booth. Probably. So they could sit there and preach to us about the dangers and terrors of 
me- eat meat, eating meat and hunting and all that stuff. Can I tell you why this whole thing started though? So the whole hunting thing is I was actually, I was talking to my buddy Clark we were on our way there and I said, listen, I, I want to go hunting so bad this year. Like the, the last time I went hunting, I was 16 years old and I'm 30 now. So it's been a long time. Um, and I want to just sit in the woods. And even if I don't shoot anything or get anything, I just want to go in the woods and sit and relax and just have that time. That's always been like my peace time. You know what that's called? What's camping, that? fool. You can I, just okay. go camping. Regardless. So I told him, I said, I want to do it. And then we get to the festival, and we start walking around, and uh, Clark and I are just standing there, and a number of things happened, which we could literally cover in this whole episode, because it was just crazy. Now, whole, some of them things I don't think you can talk about on this podcast due to corporate policy. No, no, no. But, okay, so regardless, uh, we're, we're standing there <laughs> talking, and I, I look around, and I see this lady coming towards me, and not to be rude, but she's dressed very hippie-ish like she she looks like a person who would be a PETA supporter okay and she has a sign and I'm just standing there talking to Clark about random nonsense and she goes hey guys uh would you mind signing up for text alerts and she didn't say who she was she said would you mind wait 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 she didn't identify what group she was with. No. What organization she was affiliated with. No. She just asked if you wanted to sign up for text alerts. Yes. So she comes up with this sign, and she, I, I'm, I'm, you'd have to ask Clark, uh, but I'm 99% positive that she just, that she said, hey, do you guys want to sign up for text alerts? And I think I said, where are you from? And she said, PETA. And I said, okay. Um, and then I looked, and I noticed the booth, and uh, I said, I'm really not up for like a political debate or anything. And she's like, I'm not here to debate you. And I was like, okay. So I knew that she was trying to do the friendly approach right so then i just started right. picking her brain and i said uh i said okay so what are you like trying to push i said i'll i'll play along and she went into details about how inhumane it is to uh put the the signs on the eggs that say certified humane when they're in fact are not and not humane which i i agree with that that's fine um but then it turned into this whole conversation and i asked her how high she was and i asked her like what drugs she did to make her get to this point in her life because usually when you get like an eye-opening experience like that you're on like you you get it through like a mushroom trip or like a dmt trip or something wait 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 you're saying for someone to show empathy for the plight of no, animals, they first no, got to get high? No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I okay. Said, because within the discussion, I said, yeah, in my senior year, I did a presentation about what the Chinese do to uh, like raccoons and dogs and their fur and how they sell their fur. And it was sponsored by PETA. Like I did this whole presentation and everything. I said, so I'm not disagreeing with most of your platform. I said, but... You're like on the far end, like the like like literally uh, like vegetarian and all that, which uh, uh, that's a whole other discussion. But we ended up standing there for 40 minutes and I told her, I said, you're playing chess. I'm playing checkers. Nothing I say is going to out out. Uh, you have something already. I said, how long have you been doing this? She's been doing it for three years. She came from Chicago. She actually gets paid per texting subscriber. So, in the end, it's a business. She's, she's trying to get people, obviously, to sign up for the text alerts, and I get that. And it's a great mechanic in order to do so. I have so many questions. Okay, here we go. This chick drove from Chicago. To Lansing. To Lansing. Yes. For this festival. Yes. At which a booth was paid for. Yep. And she only gets paid... 
I don't know if she only gets paid. Okay, okay. If I had to guess, I would say that's a big, like... I can't believe she told you she that actually factors into, like, how she gets paid. Well, because after a while, I just started talking to her like a human, not like a robot, like she wanted me to. Like, it was like, I don't care about what you're pushing right now. I want to know more about the mechanics behind, like... I I was more interested in, like, the setup of the booth and, like, the... You know, I said, hey, are you using this mobile marketing and, like, this and that? And every single time, it was to get her away from talking about politics and and pets and food. And And I'm just like... Have you ever hung out with a vegan before? (laughs) Okay. Have you ever hung out with someone from PETA before? Okay. (laughs) Like, you may as well go hang out with uh, Seventh-day Adventists or Jehovah's Witnesses. That is true. Because every time you're around them, it's proselytization. It is not a conversation. They're preaching to you, bro. I know. And that's that's why I don't understand. How early into the the conversation did she tell you she was in PETA? It was pretty early. It like really within was. the first five minutes. I'm almost positive. So you yes. knew in the first five minutes you're talking to someone from PETA, and I was bored. And you've talked to people yeah. who are from PETA before. You've talking. You've talked to vegans before. Mm-hmm. And you knew what was coming. I know, but the thing is, is uh, me and Clark were just standing there, kind of waiting for another band to come up. So we had like half an hour, forty minutes of downtime, and I just kind of picked her brain. I was like, "Hey, have you ever like?" You know, I listen to Joe Rogan, so I know a lot. <laughs> I think I said that as a quote. And she got oh really God. mad. But I knew that that was a trigger for her because Joe Rogan's a hunter and Joe Rogan, you know, makes fun of vegans all the time. So I just said it as like a trigger. And she she got pretty heated, like just in the fact of like. Yes. But it was just in the fact of, oh, Clark's right here. Um, it, it, Come here. I, come here for a second. Clark's in here. He's walking by. You have to open the door. Open the door. Come here. Did the lady from the PETA place get on mic? Did she say she was from PETA? Peter right away. We are recording a podcast, by the way. Yes. Um, you, I think she waited a couple minutes, didn't she? Uh, and we're recording a podcast, by the way. So PG-13. Feel, feel, feel free to take your time pausing while you think. About <laughs> well, I, she came up and said. I've never seen that light on. I know. We're doing <laughs> stuff here. <laughs> Talk, talk into the mic, though. Keep it a fist away from your mouth. Now, did she... Don't do that gesture. Did she... I thought she came up and said, hey, hey, guys, do you want to sign up for texting alerts? Yeah. That, she hey, do you want to sign up for this text? That's she didn't introduce she herself as, hey, I'm no. from PETA. She that was like a couple minutes in. or anything? Yeah. So at what point did she say, I'm from PETA? After Art made her mad the 15th time? <laughs> <laughs> I told him though he's like why would you even talk to her I said it was a lot of downtime like so were you there to I mean you had a lot of downtime and you you noticed her conversation was unusually passionate and you decided to deliberately antagonize her because you could mm. go ahead Clark she also had a like a big yeah. board thing. Like, yeah, we knew like, she was selling something. Yeah, she had a big yeah. Thing. Like, w- the billboard did not say PETA. It probably did, but it wasn't I like don't think so. No, because they were trying to get people to text to sign up for it. Yeah. So it's not like one of those things where you... How do you get people to sign up for something without telling them what that something is? Well, and she's been doing it for three years. And it wasn't it wasn't like, hey, I'm bored, so let's poke fun at the vegan person. It was you approached me, so I'm going to give you my opinion on stuff instead of brainwashing you with the same stuff you hear every day. And Very she didn't like that because I was just like... I The first thing I said to her... I'm here at the music festival just to have fun. I really don't want to talk about this. Just to put it out there. Like, I don't want to talk about this. Okay, okay. But then she didn't walk away. What about people 
who traditionally advocate for PETA and or veganism has ever been reasonable. Now, mind you, Ooh, there are reasonable I hope people from PETA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I spam attack you. I, yeah, come on, bring it. I got, I got, oh, I got something I for that. It. I got something for that ass. <laughs> but here's the point, okay? Like. Like, there are reasonable arguments to be made mm-hmm. from those in PETA yeah. and from those in the veganism community. Right. Not that they're both, uh, not that they both <laughs> intersect, but I tend to find that a lot of times they do. But aside from the valid points that they make, they don't come at you with, let's have a conversation. They come at you with angles with which to dig into your yeah. reasoning. Now, yeah. when they do that, I, I mean, you. I think you are kind of like childish in that you kind of just yeah. pinprick them. Yeah. I go for haymakers, yo. Really? Like, I come up from the ground. Yeah, but well, like okay. I'm going, hold on, I'm going for the straight Hadouken. Like, straight up, I want to hurt somebody's but feelings. But see, you're good at that. I I automatically make it an emotional response, and I just want to say, yeah, well, your face is stupid. Get away from me. To where you, okay, so let's say I'm the Peter girl. Hey, uh, sign up for a texting group. Also, eggs are bad. What do you think about that? I'd be like, well, eggs are delicious, but what am I signing up for? But see, then she- and then and then she, I can tell you how it's gonna go. She's like, well, we just want to give you alerts on how animals are being treated inhumanely, and I'd be like, you know Literally what? Absolutely what correctly. <laughs> absolutely correct. Animals are being treated inhumanely. What are you doing to help modify the butchery process? Are you finding ways to help? The, are, besides reporting people who are being inhumane and catching them red-handed. Are they doing stuff? Yes. I, no, no. They're, okay, what PETA does, the closest thing I have found to what they do is that they send people into these jobs did you see the to one? get discreet. I've seen tons of did videos. Did you see the one where they put their necks, so they had bicycle locks, right, that can go around your neck? They took the chickens off okay that are hanging upside down and they tied themselves to the pole that takes them into the slaughterhouse well the guy who was running it was like okay and press go and all these volunteers are going inside of the butcher house and they're like all of a sudden you see the demeanor change so quick from we're activists we're gonna make it happen to oh my god help me and they can't get the locks off and this one dude is against this pole trying to get the lock off and it's like i thought you were about that life I thought you were about that. Well, you were all about putting the lock on, but once the machine starts, they were freaked out. Well, see, that's the that's the point of the point of protest is to cause disruption mm-hmm. because disruption brings interest. Whether mm-hmm. you like it or not, it brings interest to your cause and yeah. it brings an emotional visceral response on either side of the issue. That's a good point. Which, I never thought well, about it that think, way. When you think about it, if you look at the long arc of protests in the United States, you know the thing about protests? They tend to win in the long run. Like yeah. you look at civil rights, things have become better. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they had to block highways. People right. had to get chased with dogs, yeah. hit with fire hoses. But in the long arc, things have gotten better because in the end, protest, protest brings the awareness. People go, well, you know, maybe. I mean, I'm not saying every protest but works. But do you think that But it's... if you look at the protests that are actually designed to make monumental change to society that everybody can agree is wrong, mm-hmm. in the long run, people are going to be like, oh, okay, we well, you know this is dumb it might take five it took it could take five days it could take five months so does five years to get more does PETA need to get more aggressive then no set up two vendor spots PETA needs to be more effective (laughs) that's the problem PETA has what PETA does is what PETA wants to do Uh is draw an emotional response I'm waiting for okay go ahead she lost she she lost it though when she said uh uh I do drugs she said, "Oh yeah, because I." Uh, she so- brought that into the conversation and immediately discredited herself. 
Like, wait, does it? Does she discredit herself by admitting <laughs> to any kind? Like, are, when you say drugs, are you talking like? Are you talking like tap the vein? No, I asked or are we her, talking about like floating the cloud? So I asked her. Big she, difference between tap the vein and floating the cloud. Okay, so I asked her if she had ever done. I said I listen to Joe Rogan a lot. I know about DMT, and she, I was like, Have you ever done DMT? And she's like, Yeah. And I said, Did you see the alien lady? Because there's supposedly DMT is this molecule that's in plants in the jungle, and like leopards will go up and eat the plants and. And they're like, oh, they're all in space and stuff. And you could also get it from uh, like uh, frogs and they like inject it in you and you get all blah, 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 for like 10 minutes. But when you pass out, you're supposed to see like the same creature, like as you blacked out. So I just asked her, I said, did you see the lady? And she's like, well, everybody sees something different. And I was like, okay, I'm, you lost me. Like you're, you, that not only was it like her, her, and not to be rude, but like her visual appearance is like, okay, you probably like fairy dust and like to do, you know, cosplay Dungeons and Dragons stuff. But then when she started Are talking. Are you trying to be smirch? Cosplay Dungeons and Dragons? Cause some of those chicks outfits are fabulous. Don't you dare talk no smack about D&D girl cosplay. I will have to smack you, sir. Regardless. In the most lovingly and patient oh way. Regardless, Clark and I stood there for a half an hour and listened to this lady, and it was entertaining. Like I would, lo- but I said, "Good luck on Saturday night because it's country night." I said, "Ted Nugent's gonna come up here with Ooh. a guitar on fire, and you're gonna Ooh. be screwed." And she's Ooh. like, "I don't want confrontation. I just want people to open their minds up a little bit." And I said, "Okay." And then this is what got her. Once I got on that like whole trip about like she's talking about like, "Well, don't you think that it's wrong about this?" And don't you think? And I said, "You're not gonna change my mind. I'm sorry. Like you're just not." She's like, "Okay." And then once I started bringing up the drug stuff, she didn't really like that. I don't think she's like, "So do you want to sign up for the texting alerts?" And I said. Said, nope and she goes do you want a sticker and i said nope and then she like skipped away so why does i mean i got <laughs> back to go get some i need some french fries and a large whopper it was just like like listen i'm gonna be honest i now that i know if uh, it was the uh, like don't bother like i'm not trying to be like i am a privileged white male who loves to eat all the meat put it all in my mouth no i'm not saying that but i'm at a music festival Festival, and you're treating this like this is a funeral. Like, I don't want to sit here and talk about politics. And that's why I put it on my Facebook the other day. Like, I refuse. I will never, ever, ever talk about politics again because it's pointless. Everyone has their own little opinions about things. Who am I to say that you're wrong? If you want to eat plastics for the rest of your life, go ahead. But I'm not going to sit there and point I don't care who you voted for. I don't care who you believe in. I don't care what you believe in. I don't care if there's a goat that you pray to every single night or if you eat the goat. I don't care. It doesn't have nothing to do with me. But I came to a music festival to cry while listening to acoustic songs, not hear about how I'm a bad person because I like eggs. Whew. I, I don't. That felt good. I should have told her that. I, I guess so. Good grief. What I don't. I, I just. I just don't understand why. This chick telling you you're a bad person for eating eggs makes any difference to you whatsoever. It doesn't. It was just so, like yeah, because she's been a vegan for the past four years of her life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things to where like it was just it came out of nowhere. Like I didn't ask for it. And it was like almost like bothersome. But then it was like, you know what? We're in between acts. We've got nothing to do. Let's entertain her for you know, a half an hour or whatever, um, which turned out to be a terrible idea because I felt like when she was telling me how bad, like, me eating animals was and everything, like, she was looking into my soul. And I said, I looked at her and I said, you think I'm a terrible person, don't you? You think I'm just the worst? And she's like, no. no yes, she does. I don't think you're yes, terrible. Yes, she does. 
She yeah. she's not going to say that. Yeah. But she's already judged you. In yeah. fact, I have a friend. Uh, we're, we've been friends for years. I I uh, I, pref- I officiated her wedding, and uh, I guess the term for meat eaters from the vegan pita community is blood mouth. <sighs> yes, that would yes. be a sick metal band. <laughs> hey, everybody, we're blood mouth. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. Like when she, when she told me that, I was like. Oh, I'm. I accept that. Blood I ex- mouth. I totally accept. Hell that. yeah! Now, to be honest, like the meat I eat, I don't know if you know this. When you cook, when you cook meat, that red stuff that comes out of it, that's not blood. It's this thing called myostatin, which gives like meat its color and texture. I guess. Okay. And it's it's myostatin. It's not blood, but like like the idea that like. I could be eating a piece of meat with myostatin in my mouth, making me look kind of like a blood mouth. Yeah, kind of makes me happy. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not scared of that phrase at all. I will say that, like I've become. That's like it's like a girl insulting me who just broke up with me, and she's like, "You, you awesome lover, you." And I'm like, <laughs> "All right, thank you." But the thing and is, and goodbye. I, I think about it forever. Like, oh my god, I think about it like this. And and I thought about it afterwards. So she did. She did accomplish her goal, because the next day when I was eating chicken wings, I was thinking about. It, I was like, man. Like I looked at it. I was like, this came off of an actual chicken. Yeah. Like, and it's not so much to where like I was like, oh, I'm disgusted with myself. I need to go throw up my whole entire life. I was just like, she made me think about it a little bit. Like this is the joint. This is the bone. And then I ate it all the way down to the you bone. You damn it right. Felt good. You damn right. And here's why. Barbecue For us. Sauce. <laughs> <Barbecue> <laughs> For us to exist as humans, we started out as amoebas, and the amoebas that consumed other amoebas faster and stronger became bigger and evolved into other creatures. So in your lifetime, not eating meat will not make up for all the sentient life your your individual humanity has consumed over the millions of years. But here's but here's here's the deal. The that prob- was deep. And when I, t- you're welcome. And when I talk, but when I talk about PETA, uh-huh. their whole pro- my problem with PETA, like I said, is that they aren't effective. What they're effective as at is drawing emotional responses to get money. Yeah. But what if they really want to fix it, they should find ways to make the butchering process more humane. They should be sink. I mean, they might be for all I know, but I haven't heard anything about them finding yeah. new ways to make sure animals get slaughtered. Make sure new ways that animal animals can be housed in ways that make the butchery pro- the mass butchery process e- easier. Like there's ways to make a compromise that PETA does not seem willing to make. But why would you do that when you could just pay Pamela Anderson to be a spokesperson? Precisely, <laughs> they go for the cheap, yeah. easy thrill yeah. because the cheap, easy thrill is how they get max dollars in and fewest dollars out. Yeah. Which is why I don't know if you know this, but the last I heard. PETA is the largest kill shelter yeah. in the country, yeah. right? Yes, you didn't yeah. know that, Clark? No. Okay, so basically, I don't know if it's still true. I'm going to look it up. Huh? But uh, I saw it on an episode of, uh, well, it's a Penn and Teller show on Showtime that I can't say, or Tide Love, but um, they slaughter 
and they slaughter animals and like I don't know if they use the bodies for research, but they house them in these massive freezers they have at the. They're called compound. they're called mercy killings. So it, it says, yeah. and this is from the Washington Post. Basically, it says the group that doesn't want you to eat turkey at Thanksgiving, the same Peter that wants to uh, free circus animals. Mm-hmm. They're basically saying that bo- uh, the same facility that euthanized more than eighty percent of the animals in its care last mm-hmm. year at a rate so shockingly high, the Virginia lawmakers passed a bill in February uh, to define a private animal shelter is a place where the primary mission is to find permanent homes for the animals not send them on to the next so yeah i mean when it comes down to it they need to preach more of the message but they're not definitely a no kill they're they're not a no kill animal shelter yeah i actually i actually agree that uh the way animals are butchered now is humane which is kind of an oxymoron the humane butchery i mean come on now you're taking yeah. the life of a human being so you can prepare the meat for consumption by another but at the same time like for all their talk about wanting i mean in the end they want animals to be treated better yeah but when it comes to like human animal meat consumption they are not trying to find a way right. to facilitate the better the more humane practices on behalf of the animals yeah instead they're just telling us don't eat animals and i'm like are you are are you gonna tell a lion not to eat a gazelle well and that's the thing too is it's like like one of my buddies recently went vegan or vegetarian or whatever and it's a major body change it is and like i was telling the PETA lady I said, you have to find the right supplements to take. You have to take the right vitamins, nutrient, because you're not getting that from meat anymore. Um, I said, I respect it. If you can do it, good for you. Like, more power to you. I said, I I think I insulted her because I said, I went gluten-free, and that was really hard. And she just kind of looked at me like, are you serious? They're not in the same spectrum. Um, but it was one of those situations to where, again, like, I went to a music festival not to be shamed. And sure, you could take the emotionalness out of it and just say, she wasn't trying to shame you. She just wants your text. Like, she gets paid per tax. That's what she wants. Yeah, but you went to this music festival, and this situation happened, and you didn't walk away from it. That's where no, I'm like, no. there, you, you I have, was bored. That, what would you exactly, have done? You would have walked exactly. away? No, I wouldn't have walked away. I would have loved, the next time that she's there, I'm going to I'm gonna find her touring schedule. Because I would love for you to do, like, a, you know the Steven Chowder guy, the Change My Mind guy? To where he sits people down and he's like, okay, what is your uh, opinion on something? And they're like, oh, I don't like abortion. And he's like, well, I like it. Change my mind. And he does this segment where he does college campuses. I would love for you to do a segment with PETA in which you sit down with with her specifically. Because I think she was the type to where she was getting very emotional about it. Yes. And she had only been doing it for a couple of years. And PETA's way is to make it about the emotions, yes. but not on your personal end. Make it on their end. Like, well, make no, them feel they, terrible. No, they want, they want th- their people are going to use their emotional distress against you yeah. to make you feel bad, and then to make quick, rash, emotional decisions based on what they're telling you. Because in the yeah. end, we all agree, the way it's going down with these animals is not humane. Right. So you can't win that argument argument because you both agree so they right. want the emotional decision to make you be like you know what i'm just gonna stop eating meat today yeah. and i'm like give me that chicken <laughs> give me that hamburger <laughs> it's like i mean i can't wait for these people to be someplace that i'm actually that's not true like in the end like talking to them for me would be a waste of time like for you I think you enjoy the tete-a-tete. Oh, yeah. The mano yeah. a mano. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm going in to crush you. And when I crush you, like, what, what, it's What would you have said to her? What would you have said that would have drastically made her be like, oh, I know not to mess I'd with this guy? I just said exactly what I said. You ought to be like, look, okay, you're telling me this text alert thing. I don't know how this text alert thing is going to make the All butchery right, well, practice sends, more humane. It sends you articles on how not to I have in. Google. 
And I have an well, RSS feed for those things. Yeah, but with the text alerts, you'll find out where you can volunteer and help out. If I give you my number, will you put boobies in my phone? No, but the animals are like Yeah, yeah I'm really losing interest here. There's no boobies in my phone. I know, but it's more than just boobies. Did you know that cows get their boobies slashed? No, I, I, they don't. Like broken tires on the side of the road? I still drink milk, and no, they don't get slashed like tires Do on the side of the road. Do you ever think that that's kind of weird, though? Like, one thing that like has always weirded me out is the fact that like we as humans drink milk. It's weird. Is, it's, isn't, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. Boobies? We can't. No, no, no. First of all, I have to address. First of all, I have to address for personal reasons. I would not actually be legit soliciting boob shots from this girl. Okay? Yes. Well, I would be going for a way to offend her. Uh-huh. She would leave me alone. Because oh, I know terrible. that's terrible. And if for some reason, and if for some reason she goes, well, actually, I'm like, no, 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 girl. Back up. That's no, no. I was just joking. Let's. And, How and, dare you? Okay. And then. We're, and all conversations as it pertains to like the consumption of milk involves discussing the legitimacy of the dairy industry. Mm-hmm. And we are not going to have no, that no, conversation No, no, no. And I'm not saying here. that. I'm just saying it's weird that we drink cow pus. Like that it's just like like the, we drink like. We drink human pus too. But you're calling it pus. It's not pus. It's a it's, it's an entirely yeah. different chemical compound from pus. I think somebody told, actually a vegetarian told me that it was pus. And ever since then, ever since, see, vegans and vegetarians yes. are really good at yes. putting that little thing yes. in your brain to make you think. Yes. And then for years after, you'll be sitting there like drinking milk and you're like, uh, why am I drinking another animal's milk? Isn't that what does that is that weird to you? No, that doesn't happen to me because I've already had those leaps in my brain. I actually thought about I was like, wait a second. This is OK. When I was a kid. Right. Uh, I was talking to my dad one day. And uh, he he would make grilled burgers at this time. Grilled burgers. He would grill the bun. He would grill the burger. And then he'd put the cheese and he'd put the top on the grill. And the cheese would be melty and burgery and the crispy bun. It was absolutely fabulous. Sounds it's good. I know. Yes, yes. And I'm, my mouth is watering as I'm talking. So forgive me when I, a little bit. But he would make these burgers for me. And one day I was eating one. And uh, I was like, Wow. This almost, I'm sure real cow meat tastes like this. And my dad goes, this is cow meat. I was like, like, wait a second. (laughs) This was a live being before it came to me? He's like, yeah. Well, in that moment, as like a 10-year-old kid, I then had a complete, like, you know how in the movies, like, you see the sick signs and signals, and the brain is like, you hear in the the background, like, "Ah," as like the camera pans in on the face from like a great distance, and everything in your brain's like, whoa, I have learned so much about the world in this one moment, because now for the first time, I realize everybody in the world's comfortable with the fact that we eat other beings. I, I never thought that possible. Yeah. So I shut it down. Like I, I stopped eating that burger. My dad was like, "You're not gonna finish your burger." I was like, "I can't." This was like, "I can't eat this." My dad's like, "It's already dead." <laughs> As Clark pantomimes eating, picking up the rest of the burger. But yeah, like I was like, "I can't eat this." This was another. He's like, "It's already dead. It's already been cooked." I was like, "I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it." And then I was like, "Wait a second. Is chicken like that too?" My dad said, "Yes. All oh. proteins are like that." And I was like, uh, yeah. So I basically was like, no, nah, I can't eat this. So what did you do? For about a month and a half, I ate no meat. Like, I just. Are I you ate, serious? Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Like, I don't even remember what I ate. But, like, I couldn't eat burger. I couldn't eat chicken. I couldn't eat fish. I just felt weird about it. And then, like, finally, 
uh, one day. And my dad was purposely, he would grill burgers like the next weekend. <laughs> and like, yes, so we making grilled burgers. And I'm like, yeah, you can, you don't have to make me one. <laughs> and my dad was like, all right. And then they, we'd be sitting at the table and I have my, my fries and I have my Kool-Aid. And I have my fries, and they got their burgers, <laughs> they got their fries, and everything else. And I was like, "Oh, it's so good, Dad! You did such a good job." Munch, munch, smack, smack. And I was like, "Yeah, my my fries are delicious. Let me wash down so what my made fries you, with Kool Aid." What made you go back? back? Oh, more fries on my plate. <laughs> Let me have more fries. Uh, but then one day, I was sitting there playing video games, and my dad was like, "Son, I just made some burgers. You want one?" I was like, "You broke." Yeah. <laughs> And so I had burgers. It, yeah. it was delicious and scrumptious. And I was a little broke up about like I was kind of doing the sad chew, just like the mm, see, but like mm. th- but it was scrumptious and I ate them ever since. See, but recently the wife and I took the triplets to a dairy farm and we went in and we got the ice cream and everything. And, you know, and then uh, my son, Arthur, knows how to say moo. And so does Ivy and Colson. So, uh, well, it, so uh, make a long story short, we went and looked at the cows and they got to see him up close and everything. But then you start thinking about it. Like, it's like, man, that little lady planted that thing in my brain that made me feel like a piece of crap for something that I've done my whole entire life. Yes. Like, and I'm sitting there looking at the cows and they got their little tags, but they're happy. They're just eating the hay and drinking the water. And I'm like, I told my wife, I said, listen, I would love to get a farm. I would love nothing more to get a farm. I said, but I I won't ever kill the animals that we have. Because my dad used to, back in the day, we used to have chickens, and he, I helped him kill the chickens. So he'd grab the head, swing the head around, breaks its neck, shove it down, and then you chop the head off. And it was one of the most traumatic things ever. But then growing up, you learn that that's normal like when you're around farms. But my point is is that this woman is the devil, okay, and that she accomplished her mission at the stupid festival, okay, and she got me to sit there and, and feel bad about eating meat, but will I ever stop? No, I can't because I had a steak this weekend and it was great. It was one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. Thank you to my wife for cooking it. She's like, oh, it's extra crispy. And I said, that's okay. It's for the vegan lady who wanted me not to eat it. And I ate it and it was delicious. You're damn right. It was delicious. Right. And I'd be happy to do it again in the future. But yeah, I'd. that's why I can't talk to the PETA lady because we'll come to an impasse and I'll just stop talking to her. Yeah. And that impasse will come very quick. Because I don't That's really what have Clark did. Fat. Clark, because I, yeah. And I was like, okay, so I'm doing this by myself now. Okay, cool. I don't even know how you stood there, Clark. I would have literally just walked, like, why did you stand there? Like, why not just go walk away somewhere and go do something else? Because I could tell that she was looking at herself in my sunglasses. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor right now. <laughs> I am so rolling my eyes. They roll into my eyes like marbles in a plastic cone. I just cone. look at it like this. I, I'm starting to get older in the sense of, like, I don't care what anybody else does as long as it doesn't, like, affect me personally. And someone could say, After well, a 40-minute conversation. Yeah, after a 40-minute conversation, I'm like, you know what? I just, I was born. It was, yeah, it felt really <laughs> Wait, wrong. wait, wait. Sit, wait, wait, wait. I think we were there for 10 minutes. No, it felt like it was forever. <laughs> but uh, like 40 minutes and 10 minutes are two very it different. It felt like forever. That's all that I know. And then we walked by afterwards and she was like, she's like, she's like, oh, you changed your mind. And I was like, nope, just passing through. <laughs> like, It was just, it was one of those experiences to where like, it just made me want to go hunting more. 
Like honestly, <laughs> like just to realize that you like, mean camping with a gun. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I look at it like you know what? Like, you know, the big stores putting pesticides in the food and all that. We could have a whole government conspiracy podcast, whatever. But the we're truth, not going full chemtrails, right? And stuff. We're but, not doing that. But regardless, when you look at how people are growing up today, as how they grew up, like in in my day and your day, things are drastically different. Yes, kids are kids are five years old and seven feet tall. It's weird. Yes. Okay. But regardless, when you look at the grand scheme of things if you are hunting to provide for your family and you're not hunting for sport and you're not a jackass because if you hunt for sport you're a jackass but if you're not going in the woods and just chopping the head off of the deer and leaving the body i mean and even then you could justify that by saying okay coyotes are going to eat okay it. slow down you just indicted everyone who who's like if you kill for sport hunters. you're a terrible person okay i mean that's your personal opinion mm-hmm. i am not, not the opinions of the art in spanish show just art specifically <laughs> yeah you. right 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 i'm not I I've always kind of been like, what was it? I was I remember I watched. Uh, <coughs> you ever see the movie White Earp? White Earp starring mm, Kevin Costner. Mm, yeah. Okay, long Kevin. Time ago. Like you, I never as a kid hearing stories of the old west never considered what a Skinner really means. Okay, mm-hmm. and I've since found out thanks to that movie, and then of course did you Googling say Skinner? My, a, no, sorry, I did not say Skinner. I said Ray, Skinner. Play Freebird. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm a sorry, sorry. Your tattoo budget dog sorry, just lost sorry, another sorry. zero. Damn. So anyway, uh, <laughs> like Skinner, the idea that there's people out there in the old west who would travel the frontier uh, to kill animals, skin them. And then sell the skins. The problem is the native tribes that lived in those areas survived on the entire usage of those animals. Right. So if you go through an area and spend like your entire couple of weeks there collecting skins, you take down 10, 15 buffalo. You're potentially killing off a whole entire tribe. Exactly. And people that back then would complain about Indians coming into town. Like, dude, you just went into their area, their town, quote unquote, and killed their food source. Right. it's like you shot up the Walmart, yeah. you shot up the butchery, <laughs> Yo, you real. shot up the tool store, yeah. and you just said, oh, well, okay, I'll just take the skins, though. Yeah. And, like, you left nothing right. by way of remuneration. And you didn't ask permission for that. There's no permitting. Yeah. You just showed up and did it. So it's like when people, when uh, Native Americans were upset back then, I'm not saying all. Oh, there was some that were just trouble. There's every group of people there's going to be a, an element that's trouble. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think the predominant area... Or the predominant space of Indians or Native Americans that reacted to white settlers was because, like, when you show up, we lose stuff. Right. Like, we can't build teepees. We can't make clothes. We can't wash. We can't feed. So the whole point of that taught me. Wait, why was that? Where was that point of Skinner's? (laughs) The whole point of Skinner's, it started somewhere. It was going to come back to something. I feel like such a jerk. I was uh, Skinner Red Dead Redemption. No, no, he's been hanging out with the PETA lady doing DMT. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So so anyway, okay, I see where it is. So when I I hear people who hunt just for sport, like then that kind of seems to me like a waste. Yeah. It's like when you take down an animal, like you're literally just leaving. I mean, now let's be clear. When you kill an animal, if you just take the antlers or you take the head and leave everything else out there, yeah. nature's going to find a way to right. repurpose. Right. It just, to me, it just seems kind of, it seems kind of lazy yeah. and kind of like not thoughtful to like go out there and take a life 
and not find a way to use it pr- use it for your own necess- necessities. But that's the thing too, as far as like people shooting does or people killing button bucks, and it's like no, like that animal hasn't lived out the course of its life, and you can tell by the age of the antlers or whatever. Or if it's a female, you shouldn't shoot a female at all because they're reproductive creature i i don't care well like and, if we're gonna if we're going to kill them mm-hmm. the age this doesn't matter because they, they we're going to you kill can them. make an argument though that by killing more does it thins out the population which depending on how big the population is just like the people who have problems with the with those that kill the wolves up in the up but yes. they don't understand that wolves come in to destroy farms and they completely destroy the chickens the 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 bigger animals that are in there and they're a nuisance and it's under population control because if you don't have population control you have hundreds of thousands of wolves yes. and you're unable to grow the crops that yes. you need you're unable to you know just like with foxes Foxes will come through. They kill the chickens and and, and they leave them there dead. That's what they do. They just yes. they're like it's like a fun pet. So in that sense, there has to be some sort of population control. Now I used to think wolves are sacred animals. I've seen them in movies before, and they howl at the moon. And <laughs> they're just as much of rascals as foxes are, and, and possums and everything else. You can't have a farm and have all of these creatures coming in to destroy everything that's there so i understand that but i still think that if you kill a deer and you chop its head off and you leave the meat there even if you even if you get the meat down to nothing and you post on facebook and you say hey i have pounds and pounds of venison i'd love to give it to some people who are in need yeah that's oh my god that's awesome you know i wish more people were like and there are organizations like that up in northern michigan yeah they'll totally take your you just bring it to them yeah sometimes they'll even pick it up yeah it's like you just tell them where the kill is they'll come pick it up they'll process there's people that that do it as roadkill like my dad has picked up dead deers on the side of the road and you can tell as long as they're warm and you can feel to see if they're warm on the inside they're still able to eat now obviously you don't want them sitting there for days we just gone gloss over the whole idea that you like find out they're warm on the inside you have to cut them open to see if they're warm what do you you can usually feel on the outside if they're rock hard then you know but like my dad for instance he hit a deer one time art. and it wasn't dead all the way he had to do the rainbow and kill it art. what are you supposed to do leave dad on the side of the road art baby yeah I see a dead deer on the side of the road. Nothing about it tells me if you that just I have to hit get it. out of my car. If you just hit it or if a car ahead hit it, well, then I guess you wouldn't have to check to see if it's Precisely. warm. Why is my dad going around opening deer up, seeing if they're warm? Thank you. That is kind of weird. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's why I was like, wait a second. You were like, you have to reach in and feel it's warm. I'm like, whoa, we just, we're just going to walk right past that? <laughs> my we're dad's just... like, I'll be back in 20 minutes. I got to go check the warmth of some deer. <laughs> With his one leg. You just see him hobbling through the woods with a with a deer leg for an actual leg. I'm just checking to see if they're warm. All everything about this story is filled full of both humor and misfortune <laughs> on both, and it just it like makes me want to cry out one eye and like <laughs> giggle out the other. It's crazy. That's just check the war. Like you just you were literally just gonna walk past that like that was normal. Like you Northern Michiganers, that's Michiganders. That stuff is normal. Like I was yeah. born and raised in Detroit. I wish I would tell some of my homies from my neighborhood in Detroit and be like, yeah, yeah, so next time you pass by a deer, you want to slice it open and you want to feel inside because if it's still warm, it could be good. I mean, preferably, this is on a winter day. Now, at this point, if the corners of their mouths aren't reaching to the back of their head in disgust, I have failed because they'll be like, bruh, why, why are you reaching inside a deer like to feel its warmth? Like, I was like, oh, 
oh, it's my buddy. He told me that time to check his form. <laughs> my white friend. And they're going to be like, don't ever trust white people again. I never had to say white, bro. They know immediately. <laughs> There's certain activities. It's pretty much understood. It's white people stuff. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, it's just, I mean, oh, yeah. It's just, right. yeah. Well, I mean, there are black people that hunt. Yeah. But, like, if we're talking about checking the warmth of roadkill, yeah. bro. Yeah, I guess it is. Like bro. People that do that. <laughs> And three of them are named Art. (laughs) Well, on that note, all right, well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Art and Span podcast. Uh, Don't forget, coming up this Sunday, we'll have the uh, new new music cue. New music cue, I'm going to get that so confused. Yes, we'll figure it out. Over time, we'll do it right. Yeah, and uh, also make sure that you find us on Spotify and the Apple Podcast Store and basically everywhere where you could find the podcast. That is where we're at. Not slow down. It's not everywhere. It's on Spotify and our website so far. The goal is to get it everywhere get it everywhere just like the hand inside the deer carcass you must put the hand inside everywhere you must feel the carcass for warmth if you want to take it home and cook it if you put yourself inside of it you become the deer you don't want to poison yourself with old rotten yeah nobody wants tuberculosis isn't that how you get tb tuberculosis it's how you get all the things (laughs) that's how you get all the things